0: Hey, folks, you're listening to a bonus episode of How to Win a Campaign, where you will get an insider's perspective that teaches
1: you not only how to run, but how to win. I'm Martin Diego Garcia. And I'm Joe Fold. And you can find us at CMPWRKSHP on Twitter or at the Campaign Workshop on Instagram. Welcome and thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Season 3 of How to Win a Campaign. So make sure to check out the rest of the season if you haven't already. And Martine, this is going to be a fun conversation.
0: Absolutely. Today, we're going to talk about one of, I think, most people's favorite topics when it comes to campaigns, which is campaign yard signs. Boo! Boo! (laughs) Political yard signs are everywhere during an election, and I'm sure you have seen them before in your local elections, in your state elections, and they come in so many different forms. but. Spoiler alert, the idea of having more campaign signs than your opponent will lead to victory is just not true. So, before you invest in campaign signs or yard signs, it's really important to consider a number of factors, including the cost, the content of it, the strategy of utilizing it. So, buckle up because in this episode, we are going to be discussing the pros and cons of campaign signs and how to best incorporate them into your campaign
1: absolutely and as you can hear martine i am myself a yard sign skeptic i want people to know that but i also want people to know that i do use them in all the campaigns that i do but there's a right way and a wrong way to use them we're going to go through that today so don't just listen to this you're the yard sign fans who are listening to this right now click off and say well joe fold hates yard signs can't possibly listen to joe martine talk about yard signs or you know like the people that say, oh, yes, Joe Fold is a yard sign skeptic. We love him, right? Well, I'm going to tell you that there are cases to be made to use them. But again, we're going to go into it. Martine, go ahead.
0: Absolutely. So let's jump right in. So what are some of the biggest issues that candidates face when it comes to deciding on anything to do with buying, purchasing, designing yard signs?
1: So first of all, if you've listened to this podcast in recently, you will know there's a little thing going on called supply chain, right which has all sorts of problems when it comes to materials. This of course is has not left the lonely yard sign alone or whatever you want to call it there are supply chain issues when it comes to creating campaign signs so that's the first thing but the strategic issue with yard signs and the problem many campaigns have with yard signs is they don't have a strategy when it comes to yard signs they're like We have to buy yard signs. So it's the tactic first and the strategy second, which one of the things that you and I, Martine, have talked a lot about on this podcast is strategy first and then tactics, right? So if you are using yard signs and we're using yard signs as a campaign signs as a broad conversation, but campaign signs can be multiple things that we're gonna get into in a minute, you have to have a strategy for how are you going to use signs. Every part of your campaign needs a strategy (laughs) and then the tactical execution comes next. So why is the question, would you use signs? Most people don't actually have a reason. It's well, because everybody uses signs. So we must use signs. That's not a real reason. So first is they have no strategy when it comes to it. There is a reason to have a yard sign. Hey, we need to increase name ID hey, there's a kind of voter that we are looking for that doesn't always vote. So we want to make sure that our sometimes voters have a sign in their yard so they see us every day and it helps them turn out. We want to make sure that people see a broad coalition of people with these signs or businesses that have these signs. That's a strategic reason. But just we want to have our face or name on the median of a highway not a reason, right? Again, we want to get our message out. We want to have a short message on the sign and have this reinforce the rest of the things they're seeing. That is a reason. Have a reason.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say as somebody who is also a political yard sign skeptic, funny story on a tangent here. One got me the other day where we were walking in our neighborhood and somebody had a yard sign for the Long Beach Lawn Bowling League. And We ended up going to the open house and I am now an official member of the Long Beach Lawn Bowling League. So sometimes yard signs can work if the proper information is on them. But Joe, I mean, we both know, right, yard signs are not cheap. Can you talk to us a little bit about the like cost breakdown in the ordering them, the distributing of them, and and sort of what candidates should be thinking about in terms of how much should they spend on these?
1: The first thing that I'll say is there's two kind of inherent costs when it comes to yard signs. There is the Outlaid cost of we are buying a yard sign, and then there is the what we would call the sweat equity cost of a yard sign, which is that volunteer time to put out a yard sign is a additional cost to the campaign. Again, we talk about this often. Three main resources in a campaign. Gonna slow down because I say this a lot, but it's important. People, time, and money, right? (laughs) Yard signs actually cost all three. (laughs) They cost time right they cost your people and they cost money so all of those things you have to figure out we have a handy dandy true cost of a yard sign calculator on our website that you can play with and look at it's there just go to www.thecampaignworkshop.com look at our yard sign calculator it's a fun thing but what i will say is The actual physical cost of the yard sign has gone up. It used to be back in the day that you could find a yard sign for somewhere around $2 a yard sign. We think the minimum cost for yard sign, you'd have to order a lot to get there is $2.50 a yard sign. But we're seeing yard signs for campaigns really run in that 350 range or more, depending on the quantity that you're buying. The more yard signs you buy, the cheaper it is on a per unit basis. But again, your total cost will increase. But then what we also want to say is that because people cost more money and it takes a lot of time to put out signs, depending on where you are, all those things cost a lot. What we are saying is the individual cost of a sign, including the time it takes to put out, is beyond $10 a sign these days. That is a lot. What you want to think about is is there value in that versus having that canvasser, that volunteer BA canvasser, instead of putting out a sign? Those are questions you have to ask. Granted, there are always going to be people that are really into putting out yard signs, and that is all they will do. So you can give them that versus have them knock on doors. But again, if someone is willing to knock on a door for you, we still firmly believe it is a better use of campaign and volunteer time to have someone knock on a door than put out a sign. Did I answer your sign cost question, Martín? Because we could go even further into the different materials and the types of costs of signs. Should I go there or campaign sign? We will get there. All right,
0: great. Yes, I will say you have a limited amount of time, right? And I have worked on campaigns where we have done zero signs for a large citywide campaign. And I have worked on campaigns where the candidate was so meticulous about where every sign was that they would drive around the neighborhood and notice when a sign was missing. That is critical time that the candidate should be getting votes and raising money. So just be aware, right? Like there are extremes to this conversation and you want to find a happy medium for your campaign.
1: Or putting out their own signs, right?
0: Yes. But Joe, to your point, right? Like what are the different types of campaign signs you were talking about and what are different ways and candidates have used them in the past?
1: Okay. So types of signs, right? We have The yard sign, which is the typical application, right? Which is a sign that should be going into an individual's yard. Sometimes those signs are actually put in medians, boo, I don't really like that, or just put on the side of a highway, right? No, but usually a yard sign goes in a yard right then depending on the type of place that you live maybe you're in a urban area that has railings so those signs are just put on a railing it's called a railing sign but similar to a yard sign but you don't have a yard you only have a railing so it goes on the railing then right we've got pole signs which are exactly what they sound like they go on polls in urban areas or in localities. And again, I'll just be very careful about that. There are different laws when it comes to poll signs. Some places sort of allow them, some places do not check with a lawyer. We say that pretty much on every time we do this podcast, but you want to make sure that you understand the legal rulings of when you can put up pull signs or yard signs. Sometimes there are prescribed times that you can do it and you can't. So you want to do that. Anyway, we'll talk about that more later, I'm sure, but let me keep going back to this. We talked about yard signs. We talked about railing signs. We talked about pull signs. And then we want to talk about window signs, right? Which window and rally signs are pretty much the same. It's a one-sided sign that can literally go in the window of business or the window of a home. Those are also popular and another good execution of signs
0: absolutely. And then could you talk just a little bit about what is the difference in materials and
1: how that sort of can vary in cost? Oh, can I, Martine? Yes, yes, I can, because I have spent way too much time on this issue going over. So, for instance, we're going to start with a typical yard sign that is usually a some sort of a coated cardboard sign, right? So it is coated and it's weatherproof. You can get these either where you assemble them themselves or they are pre-glued and you slide it over a frame. So that is your sort of coated cardboard or polyboard sign as they say in the business. So there you go. Usually it's 21 by 28 with a fold over. Those signs fold down to about a 14 by 21 sign, roughly. There's going to be someone that emails me that says it's actually 21 and a half, but we're going to say 21. Beyond the polyboard signs, you have a chloroplast sign, which is a sign that is made of a corrugated plastic substance. These are more weatherproof than the polyboard sign. They're also a lot more expensive. Polyboard sign and the chloroplast sign, those could be used for lawn signs, and yard sign, lawn sign. It could be used as a railing sign. It would be a little bit too expensive to use for a window sign, but those are good applications of that. There's the bag sign, which is literally a bag that goes over a frame. Those are easier to store and cheaper, but they really have that one execution, which as a yard sign. Then polyboard is also used as a pole sign. That is a good material for a pole sign. The coated cardboard makes it flexible to go on some kind of a pole.
0: I'm sure that is more than any of our listeners ever wanted to know about yard signs, but there you have it, folks. So I know it sounded like a lot and a good bit of information and a good bit of money that it costs, but don't worry. After the break, we're going to be discussing best ways for you as candidates to maximize your investment in the campaign yard signs that you may or may not be purchasing by going into some guidelines and some strategic decisions that you should make when deciding to purchase yard signs. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back, and I'm sure you are all on the edge of your seats wondering what else could we possibly talk about yard signs, but we got some more for you. So now that we've explained some of the basics around yard signs and potential challenges that candidates face when taking them into account, now let's talk to our listeners, Joe, about what should they actually be doing and thinking about some sort of key do's and don'ts around incorporating yard signs into their campaigns.
1: So first, it's be very clear about what is on the sign. The candidate's name. You want to make sure that it is that you're able to say what the candidate is running for. A short message about the campaign is something I really like to have. Again, not word salad, but a short message. And then the election dates. That's it. Nothing else. No distracting logos. You don't necessarily need a photo of the candidate, though we can go back and forth about there may be strategic reasons in some places to have a photo, but think simple, think clear, think readable, right? That is what you want it to be. That is the do's. The don'ts, again, are logos, extraneous words, a lot of words on a sign, don't do that. And make sure that, again, the font is not your favorite font. You might love Wingdings, but Wingdings should not be on a sign, right? You wanna make sure you are not using the Wingdings font. That's that's a big tip for you, but you'd be surprised what they should put on a sign versus what are the best practices. So again, one of the things we didn't talk about is we have a incredibly detailed blog post note, even more detailed than this podcast about this topic. So if you want to read more, go to the blog and check out our blog on yard signs. It is all there for you.
0: And when you say short, you mean including their tagline, Joe Fold gets things done, or Martin Garcia building a better city, right? It should that be is very correct. short. That's what city.
1: I mean by short. For instance, we did Miro Bowser's campaign in DC and the tagline was our mayor. Can be that short. Doesn't have to be a number of words. It can be that short.
0: And your thoughts on adding a website or a QR code where they can get more information, do you find that useful?
1: I don't know that anybody has really walked up to a yard sign with the phone and taken a photo of the QR code. I don't believe that that is the case. I think election day, especially if it's an odd time, makes sense. That makes sense to me. You do have the paid for buy that has to be at the bottom of the authority line. So that legally has to be on there. So if you want a small QR code, I'm not going to tell you, you shouldn't. I don't know that people are honestly doing that, walking around and taking, using the QR code on the sign. I think the people that are doing that are either with you or against you. Every bit of space that you have on a yard sign really should be dedicated to readability. One of the things that I like to do when we're doing designs of yard signs for clients is to print out the design and walk across the street and see how far you can read the sign from. And print that out in color. If you're doing multiple color signs, you want to like see what that contrast is going to look like. Does color help with the sign or does it detract from the sign? Does the photo help with the view of the sign or does it detract from it? And you really want to think through that
0: absolutely and i would imagine one of the other don'ts is don't spend way too much money on yard signs so you talked a little bit about the cost breakdown of them earlier can you share some strategies for the candidates who are listening to this around how to best maximize their investment and how much of their total budget should they be spending on yard signs
1: not much is the short answer the big trick to ordering yard signs is to order once You want to really think about how do you order enough yard signs for the different strategic uses of the campaign? That is for having them out early, having them out around early vote, having them out around election day and making sure you're not putting them out all at once because they get destroyed or taken down. You also, the biggest mistake is to have a very large box in the corner of your office or your home that becomes a very expensive doorstop. Don't do that. Don't order so many yard signs that they are sitting around. You wanna make sure that you really think about and budget for how many signs you're gonna use and frankly, what are the different Kinds of signs that you're going to use in your campaign. Do you need a just a polyboard sign? Does it need to be a polyboard folded glued sign? How are you going to do it? How are you going to put it together all of these things take time to do? Do you want bag signs because you have a lot of yards? Do you want signs that can go on a railing? So you want to think about the strategic application of that sign, how many you're going to order, and order only once. And know that especially with supply chain, it takes a long time to print these signs. And I know we're going to get into that in the actual printing of those signs. So I can't wait to talk about that. But it's, you want to really make sure this fits within your budget. And it is a small percentage of your budget. I would say it really depends on the size of the campaign, but you're really thinking about a 1000 to 2,000 yard signs max in a campaign. And frankly, the smaller the area, the less yard signs you're going to order. But be really thoughtful about the amount of signs.
0: And that's 1,000 to 2,000 if you're running citywide. Not if you're running for a school board, small district race.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Martine. Right, but again, right, you also... All of these things have to go with your strategy. The reason why there's not a hard, fast budget rule is you might be running for county sheriff in a county, and this is going to be the major thing that you do because you're spending, I don't know, less than $15,000 on your total campaign. So yard signs actually becomes a greater percentage of the budget than someone who's running a million dollar campaign, and you might be buying 2,000 yard signs, but it's still a teeny percentage of the budget. So think strategically about it. Know that they cost money. Know that the average yard sign, not inclusive of labor, is going to cost you $3.50 or more and that this you know, takes time. You need frames. You need all sorts of things. It takes a lot. I mean, the other tip I'll give you is, especially if you're running in a primary and then a general election, and frankly, even if you're not, pick up your yard signs once you put them out for the first application, right? Do that. That's good for your community. Don't be the person that has the yard signs out for six months. If you're putting them out, you need to actually make sure you take them down.
0: Right. We don't want to be hanging Christmas lights on them for a November election. So once a campaign has determined a design, the content, right, the budget, where do they go from there? Can you talk a little bit about what is the actual production and printing look like? How do they even access them?
1: One of the things that we talk about is there's a company um, in the U.S. called Gill Line that produces, I believe, over 30%, sometimes even more, of the total yard signs in the country of union-printed yard signs, which is, frankly, we do all of our stuff union-printed. Sometimes even when you use a local advertising specialist person, they are ordering it through Gill Line. And because those are made in Kansas, depending on how close you are to Canvas, they're shipping when it comes to that. Really make sure that you understand where your signs being printed is the person you're ordering from. Are they actually printing the signs or is it going through Gill line? And you just want to put in the timing for that because it takes a while with supply chain. I would tell you, you're looking at no matter who you're using to print your signs, at least three weeks to produce signs, if not longer. So if you're hearing this podcast, get your signs in today, get those orders in, but really be thoughtful about the budget of how many you need. And so
0: finally, you sort of touched on this a little bit, but to put a finer point on it, right, once we've decided we've got them where they're here, we've got them at our office or in our homes, right? How can campaigns be strategic about timing? When should they go out? And placement, where should they be putting these to maximize their reach?
1: Again, Way, way, way before you order signs, have a strategy for your signs and then start building a list of people and places where you want those signs to be and the different types of signs. And you want to do that way ahead of time before you get them, because that will allow you to figure out how many signs do you actually need. So keep building that list and that can be really Reaching out to your volunteers, reaching out to organizations that have supported you, and really reaching out if you're on a political slate and doing this as a team, making sure you're working together to have a list of locations. On our lovely blog post, we even talk about very large signs called 4 by eights. not going to go into a lot of detail on it, but if you're doing the bigger highway signs, that might be a different kind of placement that you're looking for. So you want to have that strategy. You want to make sure you're thinking through, how are you going to use signs? when it comes to timing, again, some places legally only allow you to put out signs during a certain period of election time. So you want to check laws to make sure when can you get signs out. And then you want to think about when are people going to be deciding around the election. You want to get them out early enough that you're creating this sort of head of steam of momentum, that's what signs are good for. Developing name recognition is good for, and frankly, building your base and getting your base of support to have those signs. Fantastic, but again, believe it or not, not everybody wants a yard sign. And it's okay to realize, I know as a candidate, and I'm speaking to you, the candidate right now, you might think everybody in your neighborhood wants a yard sign, they do not. And so don't feel bad I've had this call where someone says, hey, Joe, only every other house in my neighborhood has a yard sign. What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, listen, you're doing great if you're getting that. It's usually going to be a lot less than that. So give yourself a break. Understand that not everyone's going to want a yard sign, and that's okay. You want to think about strategic locations of where those yard signs are going to be. You know, what are main roads? What are places, again, strategically where somewhat likely voters are getting those signs? So it's a reminder for them to vote. Those are good things to think about when you're building a yard sign program, which is what you should be thinking about. And build a list. And if you are a candidate that is running, an incumbent especially, make sure you are holding on to those lists and not reinventing the wheel every time so you can call those people and say, can we put out a sign again?
0: Absolutely. And I think we would be fraught to say, don't forget yard signs don't vote, people do. Right, so if you are the campaign on the other side where your opponent has just a ton of yard signs everywhere, that's not to say that the people who have yard signs in those lawns are actually voting for that candidate.
1: Right, I mean, again, I've never seen a grass seed vote, right, ever. So just to understand the way that I look at it as an operative is for every yard sign that is in the median of a highway, that is $5 or more that that campaign has not used to communicate with a voter. So we'll look at that and say, well, there's $5 sitting there on the ground that is not connected to an actual voter, and I want my signs to be connected to a voter.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Joe, for all of that insight, and that is a wrap for this bonus episode. Thank you for tuning in and sticking with us. If you have specific questions or comments about yard signs or how we can help you utilize them better, feel free to contact us using our social media and the email address in the show description.
1: Thanks so much, Martin. This was better than years of therapy around yard signs. So I very much appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. So be sure to look out for another bonus episode and be sure to like, subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, this is
1: Martin Diego Garcia. And Joe Fold, breaking down how to win a campaign. How to win a campaign is Joe Fold, Martin Diego Garcia, Elizabeth Rowe, Dina Castillo, Amanda Ellis, Parobi Saha, and Anna Cruxon. Music by Danielle Pinto. Audio editing by Christopher Lang. Special thanks to the team at the Campaign Workshop. Please review, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.